What's up, friends? Welcome to another episode of The Entourage Effect, the world's most skin-deep podcast in cannabis. As usual, we're your hosts. I'm Green Wizard. And I'm Tony Turpin. Welcome, welcome. Today, we're going to be talking about cannabis topicals. Nice. Nice to be here, Tribe. What are cannabis topicals, Mm -hmm. might you ask? Well, first, before we get into topicals, let's talk about what we're smoking today. Today, we're smoking on a combination of pure haze and white sangria. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, it's a really good combo. Really good for the body, good for the energy. So, yeah, topicals. Um, yeah, it is a issue that I actually didn't think I was... Well, at first I thought I was really equipped to talk about it, and then I reala- then I started ser- researching a few things, and I realized I'm not the best at topicals. So today has been a very It was humbling, a learning experience. Yes, and a humbling experience at that. So let's talk. So today's topic, topicals. Yeah, go on. What are topicals, Monica? Care to explain what a topical is? So, long story short, topicals are medicine that you apply to your skin. They're oils derived from cannabis that are then infused with into lotions and creams, ointments and bombs, sprays, lubricants. Uh, what else is there? You can even infuse rubbing alcohol, things like that. Now, what about transdermal patches? Are those considered topicals? Kind of, but they're also as you can hear in the name, are considered transdermals. So they're almost their own category. They completely are. Okay. And And we're going to talk about that. We'll talk about that later because they do pose some... They're different from topicals, so yeah. And they have their own set of challenges. We'll chat later. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, topicals are most useful for immune-mediated symptoms like psoriasis, eczema, rashes, basically surface skin conditions. The market nowadays tends to advertise topicals as being muscle relievers or muscle freezes or things like that, Mm -hmm. helping muscle issues, but in all honesty, zero science indicates that that's true or that that cannabinoids can even get that deep past your skin. So, we're going to take that with a massive grain of salt and kind of focus more on skin conditions. Well, I think the reason, you know, to back up what you're saying, Mm -hmm. part of my research I found is that cannabis oils are fat-soluble. So, they really don't absorb deep into the tissue of the skin. And And so, they're just absorbed under, right under the skin. Another thing about that is we have to keep in mind what the skin is and what its purpose is. So our skin is our biggest organ, and yes, it is considered an organ. It is our largest organ, and its main purpose is to keep everything that's supposed to be in, in, and keep all foreign agents out. Mm -hmm. That includes cannabis medicine. For the most part, if you're going to put something on your skin, its job is to keep it you know, above your skin, not past it. So in order for this cannabis medicine to get past your skin in the first place, unfortunately, and I hate to start this podcast on a negative note, 
they have to put in different detergents and things like that for the most part to kind of break down the skin in a sense and let that cannabis medicine in, which is not great news. Now, some people need this application and it can be useful for certain people. Absolutely. But people that, that, have, that, are sens that have sensitive skin and sensitive skin conditions may need to keep, may need to adhere to all of the ingredients listed on all of these products. Mm -hmm. The transdermals in particular. Um, Make sure you're not damaging your skin. Yeah, because the, here's the thing, cannabis topicals are the most underutilized form of cannabis medicine, I, I believe. I don't see people taking advantage of them as often as they should. Mm -hmm. And I think because of that, we don't have as much testimony and, I don't want to say research, but almost research done um, with, with, the, with topicals. Uh, however, because even though that low absorption rate means that we're not getting as deep of an absorption as we would like to, as we have been trained in the industry, uh, we do get some absorption and that could be a good thing because that means that we can get people who are too nervous to try cannabis to try cannabis because it's not entering the bloodstream. If cannabis is not entering the bloodstream, we're not going to have psychoactive effects. So someone who may not want to experience psychoactivity can experience some of the benefits of cannabis. And, um... Or if your work drug tests... Exactly. There's far less of a chance that it'll show up positive. There's a minuscule chance, but not too much. Now, Tony, going back to those detergents, mm. uh, <laughs> really quick, you had an interesting fact about what happens when you tend to use these products too often on your skin. Well, there is an ingredient... I wish I actually had more notes on this. Uh, but there's an ingredient inside of the... Uh, of the of the patches that make it so you can't heal. There's like a bleach Ooh. or something that makes it so you, you can't heal under your patch so the absorption can continue. Yikes. How, uh, this is could be okay in small doses. However, continuous use of patches all throughout the body can make it so your skin has a hard time healing all the, t all the time. So if you cut yourself or bruise yourself, your healing mechanisms are going to have a hard time kicking in because you've been introducing a certain agent that needs to be used in order for the absorption and the breaking of your skin. It's basically creating a rash. And most people who make transdermals are very transparent about this. I learned this from someone who makes transdermals. So when I'm recommending transdermals to people, if they feel like they need it, which I always want to, you do there topicals. There is a need for it. There is a need for it. Some people can use it. I actually, I've used transdermals successfully. I've had some transdermals work better than others. And um, the there are some great benefits. Transdermals can last up to 8 hours, sometimes 12 hours. Um, I've had one that was supposed to be a 24-hour one. Mm -hmm. And it was a really high dose, so I... I did use it for 24 hours, but I definitely didn't use a use a transdermal after. Now, transdermals do absorb into the bloodstream. That that is the point of transdermals. So there is more of a risk of not passing a drug test. Absolutely. But 
<clears throat> going and back. you're probably going to feel the high. Oh, yes. Actually, though... You might. You might. The one time that I personally experienced psychoactivity with transdermals was actually with a CBD transdermal. Ooh, we put We put tra- CBD transdermals on, Monica and I, and smoked a joint per usual. Mm-hmm. But the joint that we smoked per usual got me extremely psychoactive than usual. I think I created an entourage effect that <laughs> I think so too. really, 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 really got me high. So, so, long story short, if you see a rash starting to form, maybe discontinue use, at least for a while. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind, you know, check out the ingredients. If anything looks sketchy or foreign, ask your bud tender. Look into the company. As always, when we recommend products, uh, go for a trusted source. So do your research and But yeah. so if you do get one of those rashes, I actually could maybe recommend a cannabis topical to for a to heal that because here's one the thing. without those detergents, here's, of course. Yeah, here's the thing. Topicals have been used for hundreds of years for various skin conditions, fibrotic conditions and the uh, arthritis that's locally inflamed. Menstrual uh, cramps, nerve oh, pain, headaches. Exactly. And Tons of stuff, like everything. So, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Long story short. And notice all all of those tend to be either skin issues, skin deep issues, or issues that can be dealt with on the without ingestion. Uh, menstrual cramps can be a little bit tricky. In fact, if we don't have an episode on menstrual cramps already, we do. We do. <laughs> Check that one out. Um, the, that one's going to help out even more. So we're not going to talk too, too much about menstrual cramps, but but, but example, it's possible. Topicals are helpful for that. The thing is, let me remind you guys, we mentioned earlier, skin's your largest organ. Your endocannabinoid system works with every single system and organ in your body. That includes your skin. Yeah. Your skin, it doesn't just keep things in and foreign agents out, but it controls your sweating your hair production, your sebum production. Sebum is kind of an oily, waxy substance that is secreted by your sebaceous gland. And Mm -hmm. it kind of just keeps your skin and hair waterproof, lubricated. That's a sketchy word. Mm. Um, But yeah, that's basically what it does. So it controls all of those functions. It protects us from UV, UV lights and all those other you know, unwanted foreign agents. Like microbes and weird chemicals. Mm-hmm. It helps regulate your body temperature, which oh, yeah. plays in again like... to your sweating. Mm-hmm. And, you know, telling your body when it needs to sweat. Uh, things like that. So... Oh, and here's an important... It also needs some cannabis loving. Yes. Um... And can benefit greatly from it if, you know, we're being safe about it. We're being, uh... Not technical. Being, a uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Monica's right. Your endocannabinoid system is constantly keeping your your pain, your heat, and your itch receptors in check. It will regulate how fast hair shafts elongate, so Mm -hmm. how fast and how slow your hair can grow. So, guys, having a cannabinoid-rich lifestyle and having a lifestyle that takes care of your endocannabinoid system that can solve a lot of. Um, I kind of want to say aesthetic problems, Uh and I know that it can do so much more than that, but I want to take one tiny moment to point this out, because I feel like we're all a little self-conscious about, you know, 
looks. Yes. So the, the, if you're outside. trying to, yeah. So if you're trying to grow out your hair, you know, you're suffering from hair loss, or maybe your hair is just kind of at an awkward length, you know, and that'll help with it. If maybe you mm-hmm. want to clear up your skin, you know, you have acne and things like that. Having a cannabinoid-rich lifestyle and a lifestyle that takes care of your endocannabinoid system, keeps it healthy, it'll take care of that. So, also, even more pros to cannabis and taking care of your body. It also regulates how fast cells are going to reproduce, and it's going to modulate inflammation, mm-hmm. uh, infl- which could be caused by either allergies or injury. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let's see. Your endocannabinoid system is regulating sweat and... It makes skin cancer com- uh, undergo skin apoptosis, which is a fancy way of saying suicide of They'll the skin. Kill <laughs> yeah, yeah, skin these, cancer kills these, itself. Yeah, exactly. So today we're gonna kind of we we do have some. Well, one thing we did learn during our research was what receptors are connected to what. Long story short, we found out that the endocannabinoid system really truly does keep all of your skin functions in check. For example, your hair follicles. Like I mentioned, did you know that they have CB1 receptors? So that means that if you're trying to grow your hair out, uh, some THC will help with that. Actually, actually, actually or THCs might... Might decrease hair shaft elongation, <laughs> and make, and because of that, it will decrease hair growth. So I think CBD is going to be better. True. Maybe we haven't done enough research, but CBG okay. is probably going to be the best. Only, I think it's only a theory. Thank you. It's a theory. So we're still but, trying to figure that out. But so here's the thing: like, keep in mind, CB1 receptors are activated with THC. And that stimulates, and when the CB1 receptors are stimulated, they're working faster. CB2 receptors are stimulated by CBD and karyophylline, so, and they will slow down the receptors, and because of that, um, things are going to be more calm and not work as hard or work as fast. And And we're actually, I have this little written guide out here of what of of the different issues and how the receptors are going to react to those issues but keep but besides hair follicles our skin cells have cb1 and cb2 receptors Mm -hmm. so that means we need thc and cbd to like work with our skin cells right And, and when people say like neuropathic or that cannabis is a neuro is a neuroplastic is good neuroplasticity, that's what they mean, is that it's going to make your skin nice and stretchy. So we look nice and young. What were you going to say? That our sebaceous gland, which we talked about earlier, produces sebum, very important, has CB2 receptors. Skin nerves, it has CB1 receptors and another receptor called TRPV1, which stands for transient receptor potential vanilloid 1. In your skin nerves. Yes. Now, um, because, like I said earlier, beta-karyophylline acts on our CB2 receptors, it's also really helpful in decreasing inflammation, pain, and swelling. And that's pretty much what's going on whenever we're using CBD, is we're, we're decreasing 
when we're decreasing, when we use CBD, we're decreasing. When we're using THC, we're increasing. So that beta carophyllin can really give that a boost on top of the CBD. Exactly. And that's why we're going to normally use both THC and CBD when we're treating skin illnesses. For example, and let's treat a few illnesses, shall we? Let's start with acne and seborrhea, which is the overproduction. I think it's the uh, overproduction of sebum. Sebum. Sebum, sorry. Sebum. It's a, sebum is a sebum. new word for me. And I've always, it's like I've known it exists, but I finally know what it is now. It's that waxy stuff, maybe my ears and right. under my armpits. On sometimes. the flip side of the coin, if you're deficient in sebum, you can get things like dry and chapped skin. So maybe, you know, your elbows are getting a little chapped and ashy or, you know, your knees, your legs, maybe your lips are super chapped. And that's super relevant to right now, at least me personally. I have super chapped lips because the weather is changing. It's getting colder and a little drier, I think, as we transition into the fall and winter season. THC and CBD increases sebum production. So if you're feeling... Dry. Dry. <laughs> take CBD and THC topicals. If you're feeling too oily mm-hmm. already, naturally, mm-hmm. um, think about either cutting down minimizing or minimizing it. THC and CBD protection. Or, How... or, <clears throat> sorry. Minimizing THC and CBD <laughs> intake. Yeah. However, if you do have dry or chapped skin, especially lips in particular, don't forget that... Taking bong rips and things like that, that tends to dry out your lips. Mm -hmm. So be sure that you're also drinking extra water, things like that. Um, And maybe if you're trying to heal chapped lips with cannabis, uh, avoid the bong for a little bit. You know, maybe find something, another way to medicate. So, like, when we look at skin issues, like uh, eczema. Dermatitis. Or sunburns. Things that are that have red itching, red soreness, and itching and swelling. Uh, Irritation, things like that. We're going to use THC and CBD. The uh, CBD is going to... Well, actually, we're going to talk about psoriasis first because this kind of gets two birds stoned. First of all, psoriasis is the excess proliferation of top layer of skin cells so your skin is producing too much skin right your skin cells yeah are, too many skin cells and your top layer of skin is called the chera is called cheridocytes and that layer has cb1 and cb2 receptors and thc is going to decrease cell production and increase apoptosis right so so Make all cells. of those extra cells that are unwanted, that are not helping your body, that are not necessary for bodily function and thriving, that are actually creating a problem, kind of like skin cancer does, but not as quite as serious, mm-hmm. those Correct. will destroy themselves. So again, apoptosis, they kind of kill themselves. And then CBD is going to help decrease the feeling of heat itching and pain by de- by managing the neurological connection by decreasing neurological the irritation de- if you will connections yes so we and that's true with eczema and, and psoriasis so yay THC and CBD together 
I'm sorry, but every time I hear eczema, I think of the vine. Eczema? <laughs> Me too. In fact, I had to stop myself several times. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I couldn't hold it in anymore. Let's stop talking about eczema. Okay, so let's I move stop. on. <laughs> yeah. And seriously. let's talk about fibrosis. Let's do it. That's a CB2 receptor problem, isn't it? Yes. It, it's, your neurons are firing too fast. Uh, so we need your neurons to slow down. So we need a little bit of THC and mostly CBD. So that's a 1 to 20 ratio, a 1 gotcha. to 10 ratio. Uh, Dominant in the CBD. Exactly. So now we're going to talk about hair loss because that's something that people all over the world are going through. Mm. The older we get, it seems, and it, maybe THC could be helping with this. So here's the thing. Hair loss is not studied enough for uh, for uh, right. I and mean, how cannabis we're, affects it. We're barely scratching the surface of the more important diseases and things that we need to cure ASAP. So <laughs> scientists aren't really too focused on like aesthetic cures. But from, we have. But there's a lot of uh, testimonies, mm -hmm. personal studies, things like that. There's enough to be noted, and scientists are talking about it. Just it's not on the forefront so, of research. So here's my thing. We know that, C and this is what fascinates me most, hair follicles have CB1 receptors. That is big news. Now, I've noticed, like, sorry, hair and stoners kind of have this thing, you know? Like, <laughs> Do they know? I think so. People, I, I feel like hairdo, like, famous stoners have very prominent big fluffy hair like whenever i know like when you think of Full some of hair. whenever you think of the stoner stereotype long sometimes you hair. think of long luscious like hippies yeah and i think that, like that a big reason why those people have the that long flowing hair you know like the big lebowski or yeah, more cannabinoid rich diet. yeah or i feel like cheech and chong had mm -hmm. really rich hair their back endocannabinoid in the day. system was thriving well not anymore though well here's the th are they balding are they bald man i should i should that's my next, that's going to be a great podcast, Hair Loss and Cannabis. We're, we will do that episode later because that is something I think we should really look at is hair loss. But long, but the only thing I'm going to tell you today for sure, hair follicles have CB1 receptors. Therefore, I believe, yeah, Cheech and Chong's hair is kind of meh. Actually, their hair was, well, it was good back in the day too, right? They used to have full hair. Yeah. But I think there might be some sort of, uh, there might be uh, some connections there. We're going to have to do some research on, on that. Give it its own episode, not today. Anyways, the, um, but like I said, CB1 receptors, let's keep that in mind. I think the secret there is CBD. I think the real secret is CBG. We just haven't learned enough about it. Anyways, arthritis. Here's one. Arthritis is something that, Cannabis is very famous for treating. THC and CBD will decrease the swelling of joint uh, and inflammation of the joints. And did you know that the knees, hands, and ankles, and your feet have a high absorption rate because your skin is so thin there? Really? There? It's Ooh. because it's only like a few millimeters deep. And, uh. and there's a lot of tendons there in one concentrated this area. True? So that's a great place to actually medicate your topicals. Mm -hmm. And uh, your uh, 
your transdermals, if you do so, choose to take that route. Oh, yeah. Especially, I find open veins to be... Not open, open. Not open but veins, but like, like a vein... A vein very that, prominent that you can see through your skin. Like, for example, when we use patches on the rare occasion, we tend to put it on our wrist, kind of over those big veins you can see, or like the inside of the ankle, or maybe, you know, things mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. Continue, sir. <clears throat> uh, skin cancer. So, the only thing we can really say about cannabis and skin cancer... It's still being studied. ...is that cannabis is a good preventative measure, but I think... Shouldn't be the only measure taken. Yeah, However, exactly. There, so let's talk about a specific type of topical that has actually kind of been the sweetheart of oh yeah of skin cancer curing. RSO Rick Simpson, who created Rick Simpson Oil or RSO, has been known to cure his own skin cancer with RSO. Now RSO is technically can be a topical. It can be. So it can also be an edible. Now we don't we are we decided not to include it in this episode because it does ha we do we have an RSO episode? If we don't, it's coming out. And um also RSOs is one of the strongest topicals. It really so is. if you are done messing around with low dose topicals <laughs> Consider using RSO for a very uh if you need a very really high dose um, look into Rick Simpson's website because mm -hmm. he's the man who cured his own skin cancer. He teaches you on his website how to make your own if you don't have, you know, if you don't want to buy it in a store. He teaches you how to dose it, how he cured himself. But today... The history of it, everything. But today we Very can... Complete. But today we can only recommend using it as a preventative measure and a nutritional supplement to your skin cancer prevention and not your... your only means to fight skin cancer are prevented. Uh, right. Now, the one thing that confused me most about everything was about of topicals, and I didn't know there was a difference until we did research, is the differences between topicals. Right. Like, I didn't know... I didn't know, like, what topical should be used for what. Um, and now that I did this episode, I am glad that I can safely say that I now know what's good for what. Okay, so let's talk about it. <clears throat> Would you like to tell us the difference between lotion or tell us about lotions and creams, Monica? Sure. So <laughs> let's start out different types of topicals: lotions and creams. So lotions and creams tend to be water soluble, uh, tend to dry out the skin and or swollen conditions, yeah, which so kind of so if you have kind of skin swelling, things like that, maybe stay away from the lotions and creams. But the, but lotions and creams are going to be helpful for like arthritis, where um, you're, you know, where you have swelling, or a bruise, where more swelling is occurring. Ointments and balms are fat-soluble, so they moisturize the skin. So that's going to be better for chapped lips or... Um, Chapped skin, things like that. Yes. Your elbows. Now, sprays, you know, like a sun spray. I know Mary's has a really good sun spray. Ooh. Sunscreen spray. Or not sunscreen, sun burn spray and regular burn spray. Nice. Are going to cover larger areas and have low impact on the skin. So if you get a little bit, 
if you spray your, your sunburn and you get a little bit of the medicine not on your sunburn, it's all good. It's not going to affect your skin that much. Um, I believe that sprays tend to be more alcohol-based. So that makes sense. if your skin is sensitive to alcohol, be wary. But I don't, I don't think most people are very sensitive to alcohol. Then we have patches. So, like we said before, patches are not only topicals, but they're also transdermals. So, patches we usually use to target long-term relief. When maybe you have a long shift at work and you just want to slap one on on your inner ankle, it covers, it's covered by your sock, your shoe, no one will notice, but you're getting... A steady dose of cannabis medicine administered to your body for the entire day. That sounds pretty awesome. However, it does come with some undesirable side effects and some other maybe potentially undesirable side effects. Mm. So, like we mentioned before, if you use them too often, if there are these agents, these detergents that kind of roughen up your skin, break it down to let the medicine in then you're going to face those aforementioned issues of your skin having trouble healing, rashes, etc. Now... So be careful. Yes. Now, another kind of warning, and this is kind of up to you, your lifestyle, what you're seeking, but unlike topicals, patches and transdermals will probably tend to get in your bloodstream. Mm -hmm. So that means that if you're trying to not fail drug tests, then probably want to steer clear of these. Yes. Are there any other undesirable side effects from topicals that we may have missed? Totally. So topicals are not just cannabis. They are a bunch of other products that make it into, you know, what they are. Yeah. You know? So... Allergies can be common. Maybe it's the terpene in them. Maybe it's different ingredients in it. So be sure you're checking the ingredient list. Usually you're not getting the allergic reaction from the cannabis itself, but don't discredit, you know, everything else in it. Also, another undesirable, not maybe undesirable side effect, but thing to look out for is that absorption rates vary. Oh, yes. Uh... Some conditions may not have any response to topicals. If you're not getting the con the desired effect, I say you give it five days. Typically, topicals will work immediately, but if your issue is a long-term issue, something that's been plaguing you your whole life, it may take five days. It may take two weeks. If it takes longer than two weeks to see any result, you may want to consider... Uh, Stronger dose. Yeah, strengthening your dose. So getting, or maybe look elsewhere. Maybe try ingest. Maybe try considering ingesting cannabis. Or even maybe another brand of or, topical yes. or another type of topical, like we said and listed above. There was, um, you know, there's several different topicals. Maybe one will work better than others. Maybe one that has a different recipe ingredient list will work better because, you know, you're body didn't like something but you definitely want to research your brands because totally. the more you know what's what your brand is using in their product and how they're treating their products the better you can treat yourself um i think that a combination of uh cannabis ingested and cannabis 
ingested topically can achieve tremendous results. I, after this episode, I've decided that I'm going to try to heal my, I'm going to use topicals more in my life. I'm going to start using them for my knees and my back pain I've been always complaining about. Because one thing, now here is my secret to topicals, and I think here's the one thing that my, that I haven't seen in researching and I haven't seen yet when anyone talks about topicals, but this is just from my bartending experience. I think the secret to topicals, the top secret is that they, that is that you are using topicals to love yourself most of the time. Ooh, I like that. So the thing is, is when we use a topical, like for example, my back pain, I love using THC lotion. Uh, there's a particular brand that Dixie makes. Shout outs to Dixie. Uh, not sponsored, by the way. Mm. Dixie makes an awesome lotion that I myself love to use every day of my life. I every put it, day. I put it on my face because I'm looking for those neuroplastic benefits to make my skin look younger. And then I'm, then I'm rubbing the lotion on my back, kind of giving my back a massage especially my lower spine so kind of my butt cheeks but like topicals involve a very loving process yes, and you're exactly. not going to tend to abuse them in the way that smoking can be abused lotion when i'm when i'm applying the lotion to my body i'm touching myself in a loving way and mm -hmm. i'm in that in itself is a very healing it's intimate your body loves attention so yeah. you're really giving it attention it's it's helping. Even just those motions are contributing. So basically, the top secret of topicals is that you're loving yourself <laughs> when you're using them. And when we use them responsibly, when we use them knowing the side effects, and when we use them with an educated mind, knowing what topicals are good for what and what issues react to topicals, then we can really improve the quality of our life and the people and the world around us. And therefore, everyone's happier and the world's a better place. And yay, we did it. We're winning. <laughs> Indeed. All right, guys. So that kind of wraps up Topicals 101 and kind of 102. And yeah, believe that was... it or not, that's just scratching the surface. Uh... <laughs> but, um, She's been waiting this whole episode to make that joke. I'm not gonna lie. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we're gonna be back soon with some more info on topicals, but I know that's a lot to digest, so we're gonna start there. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna sneeze. Bless you. Excuse me. Did you guys hear that sneeze <laughs> in amazing high definition? That's because we just upgraded Sorry. our audio setup. We now have a fancy new microphone. So if you notice the quality Yay. increasing, it's because of viewers like you contributing your views, your comments, you telling people about the podcast and letting them know about free cannabis education. Thank you so much, guys. All it's, of, yes. it's honestly our dream to be able to produce high-quality educational cannabis content so and all that support has got us this microphone totally. so now we can podcast and produce even more free cannabis content so if you would like to further invest in this cannabis education you can check out our patreon patreon.com slash entourage effect where we post pretty frequent updates on what's going on what we're working on and on top of that 
you have some donation tier options. Mm-hmm. Alrighty, Tribe. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you had fun listening. I know I have fun making this podcast. We'll hear and see you guys next time. Until then, as always, stay elevated. Bye, Tribe.